Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. I mean, stop singer. Toss on up the first in time to get seven. Three run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball. Leonis Martin with a walk off. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Welcome back. Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Thanks for being here once again. We're down to the teens. 19, 19 days until opening day as we get closer and closer. Ah, that sounds so good. The teens. So we have a few things to get to in this podcast. The Mariners played yesterday. We'll touch on that. WBC is going, and it has been tremendous. We'll touch on that. The Mariners have been in the middle of it all. And at the end of the podcast, I usually throw in uh, things as a surprise. This one I'll give you a preview of. A couple of years ago, it was an inning, spring training inning with Bob Euchre in the booth. So highly entertaining that comes up at the end of the podcast. Whenever you get Bob Euchre in the mix, that's a good thing. So that comes up in a couple minutes as well. Meanwhile, the Mariners still playing spring training baseball despite uh, missing some of the stars, Nelson Cruz and Felix and Robinson Cano and a dozen Mariners in the WBC. That's nearly the most in baseball. Uh, just two more teams with more than – the Mariners have playing in the WBC, but the Mariners, the Mariners have certainly made an impact in the WBC. That's for sure. We'll get to that in a second. But the Mariners played yesterday. James Paxton was on the hill and pitched well for the Mariners. They got a big three-run home run as well in the ball game yesterday. And pitch swung on, driven deep to left, and there it goes. Yes, sorry. Three-run Jack Tyler Smith right on cue. And the Mariners now have a 7-0 lead. Have a day, Tyler Smith. He's driven in four. That's his second home run of the spring. RBIs 5-6 and 7. Mariners end up winning 7-6. James Paxton on the hill went four innings. Gave up three hits, one run, no walks, and four punch-outs. Here's what he had to say after the ball game about 
his outing. You know, I didn't feel great out there. Didn't have my best stuff, um, but mixed mixed speeds a little bit, kept them off balance. Z did a really nice job calling the game behind the plate and uh, made pitches when I had to. It's encouraging when you don't have your best stuff, but able to able to. Yeah, um, you know, that's going to happen during the season. Um, it's going to be days when I don't feel my good curveball or my good cutter, stuff like that, and I just have to figure it out. And, uh, you know, like I said, Z did a great job of calling the pitches that were working. Uh, the curveball was on and off, so threw it enough for strikes to make him respect it a little bit and uh, kept them off the fastball. Do you think you're more equipped to do that now, to make adjustments mid-game or to notice something and just kind of keep going from there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's just a, it's the learn, learning process. And I feel like I've learned a lot about myself and what I need to do when I don't have my stuff working. And Mel's been great talking to me, you know, between innings and stuff. And last season kind of teaching me what I need to do when things aren't, you know, all feeling really good. So you're looking at getting outs and rather than trying to kind of get through whatever it is that's not working with a pitch? Yeah, and, it, you know, we won't just abandon a pitch when it's not really working for me, but we'll throw it in spots uh, that are safe and, you know, try to find it, throw it between innings, try and get it going where it could be a game where it comes around in the fifth inning and then it's really good and that's what gets me through the, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh inning in a game. Um, so you just kind of keep on going with it and kind of fight for it. When you say that the stuff wasn't good, what didn't feel great out there? Today? Just a little bit of everything? Or? Yeah, I was just, uh, it wasn't real sharp. You know, my curveball wasn't very sharp. I threw some good ones, which was what helped me out. You know, I was able to make them respected enough to take them off the fastball. Um, cutter, you know, wasn't locating it very well, but threw a couple that were okay. Um, the changeup was pretty good today. It saved me a little bit today was uh, getting some outs and the changeup, getting out of the bats. Um, you know, and the fastball location was just kind of so-so, falling behind some hitters and stuff, not where I want, where I want to be, um, but uh, made some pitches when I had to. So there it is, James Paxson, and this is the point of the spring where you, you start to look at the calendar and you look at how many outings guys have left uh, with starters, and there's really not that many, just uh, a couple left before the start of the regular season, you know, three, something like that at this point of the spring. So up to pushed out to four innings in this outing. We'll see how much further he goes in the next couple. But starting to get to the point where when you look at starters, you really don't see them that many more times before the start of the regular season. So that that was the Mariners yesterday. There were other Mariners in action as well as the WBC is going. And it has been really great. I hope you've watched. I'll give you a quick overview in case you haven't been. First round it's broken up into four different pools. There was Pool A, Israel and the Netherlands advanced from that pool. Pool B, Japan and Cuba moved on from there. Pool C, the United States and the Dominican Republic out of there. And Pool D, Puerto Rico and Venezuela out of Pool D. There were four teams in each pool and two teams advanced in each pool. So currently you have Pool E, they're playing in Tokyo. Japan, who's off to a great start, they're 2-0 and so far in Pool E. And again, the top two advance to the semifinals. So Japan 2-0, and Netherlands 2-1 and so far, Israel 1-1, and and Cuba 0-3. So Japan really in the driver's seat to advance. Netherlands with their second win in good shape as well. In San Diego last night, Pool F kicked off with Puerto Rico and the Dominican, and that it was a very good ball game. Nelson Cruz, who has made a big impact in the WBC, hit another home run last night. That's into the gap in right center field in trouble. 
How about gone? Boy, they might take another look at that one because uh, I'm not sure that that fan didn't reach over the fence to make that catch. Here they come, home run. Now they can celebrate. So Nelson Cruz with the home run there last night, and he has been no stranger to home runs in the WBC. He blasted a big one, a dramatic one in the first round. It was spectacular. Three Here are three different calls from that home run that he hit earlier in the WBC. That one's got a chance, and it's gone! Here's a drive, deep to left, way back! Home run! Dominicans take the lead! On an 0-2 pitch, he lines a home run to left. Se va! Bárbaro el batazo! Se pierde en las tribunas! Honronazo! So there it was, Nelson Cruz going deep in dramatic fashion. It was cool to hear him after the game, too. Here's what he said after the ball game, after the home run, giving the Dominican the win. Home run, eighth inning against Miller. The difference in this game. Describe the emotion as you hit first base. Well, uh, unbelievable, you know. Like a little kid, you know, I feel like I was playing a little league, you know, I was jumping out, I don't know what to do. Nelson, for the fans watching this game tonight at home, how do you describe the scene that your team and your countrymen, your fans in the stands, created here in Miami tonight? It was crazy, I mean, I can only remember the World Series, you know, playoffs, stuff like that. It is, it is, it was loud, I mean, the fans, they never um, give up, we never give up, and, you know, they deserve it, you know. What is so special, Nelson, about Dominican baseball and this Dominican lineup? Well, uh, we love baseball, you know. We uh, breathe baseball 24-7 all year round, and the fans love it. You can see it, you know. Is there a better baseball team, Nelson, anywhere in the world than the one that you're on right now? <laughs> Maybe the Mariners. <laughs> um, well, I think mean, we, we have so much talent. It's unbelievable, you know. Even the guys that are on the, on the bench, they can be a starter or anything. And, uh, you know, we just try to go contribute, you know, go every day, every, every, every bite, every bottle, you know, try to get on base. And uh, it was nice to get it done today. Take me into your dugout, Nelson. Before Manny Machado's home run there, it was getting a little quiet in here. He went to high school just four miles away from here. What did that home run by Machado do for your team? Well, it worked up, you know. It worked up the fans. It worked up everybody. Uh, the energy changed after he hit that homer. Gracias y felicidades, Nelson. Thank you. So that was Nelson Cruz after the home run in the first round and the Dominican Republic playing Puerto Rico last night. It's amazing when you look at the Dominican lineup. I mean, it is stacked. Segura, Mariner shortstop, leading off. He was the DH. Manny Machado batting second. Robinson Cano hitting third, the second baseman. Bautista, Santana, Cruz, Beltre, Polanco, and Castillo. The starting nine for the Dominican, but... Puerto Rico shut him down, just six hits, that one run on the home run, and Puerto Rico wins 3-1, to one, including Edwin Diaz, the closer for Puerto Rico. He pitches an inning and a third, no hits, no runs, one walk and two punch-outs to grab the save. He ended the ball game by retiring Gene Segura, called out on strikes, to put him down. He got Adrian Beltre to strike out in the ninth inning as well. 
So Edwin Diaz closes it down. Now the United States in action today at 6 o'clock in a Mariners matchup. Although it hasn't been officially announced, Felix Hernandez very likely to take the mound for Venezuela as the United States and Venezuela will play today at 6 p.m. Felix will take the mound against Drew Smiley, who will take the ball for the United States. So a couple of teammates, a couple of Mariners going at it in the first game pool play for them. I mean, this is a really rugged pool. Puerto Rico, United States, Venezuela, and the Dominican and the Dominican Republic already 0-1. Puerto Rico after a great start, 1-0. So a couple of huge games coming up. Only two advanced to the semifinals. So 6 o'clock. Should be a fun one to watch. So it's a little WBC action with the Mariners right in the thick of things. So hopefully you're enjoying that. Hopefully you watch tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, I'm going to play this from a couple of years ago. Bob Euchre was in the booth. Mariners playing the Brewers in spring training. You'll hear a pitch or two, but you won't hear very many, <laughs> which probably isn't a big surprise with Bob Euchre in the booth. But here it is. Hopefully you enjoy it. Down the road here from you guys, Rick. Um, you know, it's strange when you've been around the guy for so many years and you look over there and he's not there anymore. You yeah. know, I, I, I really do miss Dave. I, I had a lot of fun. We had some great times in Milwaukee or out in Anaheim or up in Seattle. Yeah, you guys go way back. Swing and a miss by Langer hands and the count goes to one and two. Back in the days when Dave was broadcasting premier in the days with the, with yep. the Angels mm-hmm. with uh, Don Drysdale and Dick, Dick Enberg. Enberg. Yep. Dick Nelson. Yeah, the engineer. <laughs> Crusty engineer. Hated yeah. everything. He's a little grumpy. Dicky Nelson. Thanks, pitch. Yeah. down and in. Two and two. Oh, man. So what keeps you going all these years, buddy? You've been with this organization for so long. You're in the Hall of Fame. Ah, parole board, I guess, more than anything <laughs> else. <laughs> they want to know where you are at all times. I'm wired all the time. <laughs> Nice bracelet. Yeah, and the pitch is inside ball three. Throws my pacemaker off a little bit, but other than that, it's all right. Have they taken off the title interim announcer yet for you? No, no, no. That I, I kind of like that. You know, I, I, I really do. It's kind of catchy. <laughs> Been an interim announcer for 40 years. I was an interim catcher. That's the difference. Here's the pitch. Strike three called on the outside corner. Gallardo strikes out. Langerhands one out. God, you guys actually do a broadcast. <laughs> We're We're showing movies on our side. (laughs) One away here at the top of the fourth. No score. Visiting with Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. And here's first baseman, Justin Smoke. I love the stories that you told. You were on Johnny Carson's show about (laughs) close to 100 times, weren't you? How much fun was that? I I I always had a good time, Rick. I, uh, um... Go ahead. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it's the story time, baby. You know, yeah. Okay. The no, pitches I, aren't important. No, I know. I, I, I see that. I, you guys do a completely different broadcast. We try to stay with the game, although we played yesterday's game today. I mean, we're if I, if I don't feel like working, we just throw yesterday's game in and say we doubled up. Nobody you know? knows. No, they the difference. Know. Split no, squad. Right. Ah, oh, man, this is man, it's like radio for Europe. Come on, two and zero. The count on spoke. But uh, yeah. I used to, uh, you know, I'd go out to do a Tonight Show and then fly right back to wherever we were doing a game. I did a lot of a lot of the shows yeah. uh, during the season or when we were in Anaheim. Yeah. Out to see you guys um, in Seattle or uh, Anaheim, and I'd, I'd fly back and forth and, you know, didn't miss any games. 
Smoke takes up it away. It was, it was always, uh, you know, it was so nice, and Kenny knows this. Kenny's uh, been around for a long, long time and a Hollywood guy and a great writer. Um, I never got knocked off the Tonight Show. Johnny always made sure that no matter who was the guest, I mean, he made sure that yeah. my time was there, and uh, I always had a great time with he and Doc and Ed McMahon. Here's a swing and a line drive, knocking it down. It's short as Bentoncourt picks it up to throw to first. Not in time, so Justin Smoke on at first base. One on and one away. Visiting with Bob Euchre. Now, I always wanted to talk to you about how did that relationship start, you and Johnny Carson? You know, I actually uh, I actually met Johnny through Al Hurt. Do you remember Al Hurt, oh, sure, the trumpeter? The trumpeter. Yeah. Java. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I started, I met Al Hurt when I was, uh, I had just finished as a player. Uh, by request of the whole team, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I had a friend in uh, in Atlanta, Rick, who was uh, uh, a friend of Al's and had worked for Al. And uh, Al Hurt opened a, a nightclub in Atlanta, a small club. Uh-huh. And this friend of mine had told Al that I was doing a little stand-up stuff and you know doing my thing with the Braves. I was working in the PR department. Right. And on opening night. Al invited me to come up on stage, and Have so I fun. did. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he told me, as a lot of people did, that I was wasting my time doing what I was doing for the Braves. You know, uh-huh. yeah, you got to go out and move around a little bit. So he told me he was going to get me on a Tonight Show. And I said, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. about two weeks later, I get a call from New York, and uh, I went up there. And um, at that time, you had to audition. You know, you, you sat with some guy in a in a room, and if he thought you were funny, they put you on the show. That was 1969 was the first show I did, Tonight Show. And uh, after the first show, I remember saying goodnight to Johnny and Ed McMahon, and I heard I heard Johnny say to Ed, did that so-and-so really play baseball? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't think I was a player. Well, nobody did. I mean, it wasn't only him, but... <laughs> Yes, he did. But yeah, he he, uh, he didn't think I was a player, and I went back. I went back in two weeks. They invited me to come back in two weeks. Wow, that was fast. And uh, that that started it, you know. And the uh, great honor for any comic was when he let you sit on the couch. <laughs> oh yeah, you got that right. Yeah, you, I mean, I I did some stand up on. Uh, I did it on. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of the uh, who's the English guy, uh, Kenny, that had the uh, talk show. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? David? David something? David Frost. Frost. That's him. David Frost. Frost. Yeah, Dave Frost. I did some stand-up on his show, and then uh, Merv Griffin. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wasn't very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Strike three called. Saunders gone looking. Another strikeout for Gallardo. Two outs for the Mariners here on the top of the fourth with one on. No score. Visiting with Don Euchre. Did Merv Griffin then a couple of times, and... uh, uh, but it, it was mainly the Tonight Show. I mean, I work with David Letterman. David's great. I like David. I like all those guys. I mean, it's fun being on the show and um, just just being around that scene. As long as you don't take anything too seriously, uh, and it's a lot of fun. I had I had a great time always on the Tonight Show. Always. Here is third baseman Luis Rodriguez with a swing and a foul back on one. Uh, many years ago, I read your book Catcher in the Ride. W R Y. Yeah. It was hilarious, of course, because of your sense. We of sold humor. five. <laughs> I bought one. Did you? As a kid, yeah. Yeah, every time we sold one, I checked I'd have one to out. Put another one. You did? I checked one out. <laughs> a library. library, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I still have it somewhere. Every time we sold one, I'd have to write another one, and I did them in <laughs> longhand. And I, 
I couldn't remember what I put in the one before that, and people said they were getting well, a shaft job, you know. <laughs> Didn't get they the real story. Yeah, they couldn't were. Read, couldn't read your writing. And you couldn't pull it away from oh, somebody real quick uh, because of the staples. Exactly. Sticking out. It was really. I love this. Yeah. Was, I love the story you tell, told uh, in the 64 World Series. There was a band on the field before a ball game. And you yeah. took a tuba and were catching fly balls at BP with the tuba. Yeah. Well, I did, Roger, you remember Roger Craig? Sure. Roger yeah. Craig talked me into doing that. I mean, it was a dumb thing for me to do. But yeah. I, I just put it on momentarily. And some photographer snapped a picture. Uh-huh. Well, then I thought, you know, I had it on. Roger said, try and catch a ball, you know? <laughs> which I did. And uh, I put about four dents in that thing, which cost me like $260. You had to buy it out of my check. Yeah, they took yeah. it out of my check. Oh, darn it. Yeah. Here's the pitch. Strike three called on Rodriguez. And that will retire the side. Bob, can you stick around another half Sure, inning? you bet. Got I didn't order. know the half inning was over. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> Well, we go to the bottom of the fourth inning this afternoon here in Maryvale. Mariners and the Brewers no score. Visiting with uh, the one and only Bob Euchre. Ricky Weeks will lead off the bottom of the fourth inning. Bob, years ago you were originally signed by the Milwaukee Braves. How did those negotiations go between the Braves, you and your father? Well, it was actually, uh, you know, it was a kind of a testy thing. You know, the Braves were trying to negotiate uh, some sort of a deal to sign me and and uh, the price kept going up and up and up. You know, it started out at $1,000 and $2,000 and $3,000. And uh, my old man didn't have that kind of money to put out. (laughs) Um, But the Braves took it. (laughs) They had to pay uh, Hank Aaron. Yeah, well, you know. that guy. They pay that guy. Signing took place at a very popular and nifty restaurant in Milwaukee. And, you know, my old man was kind of nervous about it. He's from the old country and. Um, told him just you know sit tight everything's going to work out good the Braves car is right next to ours <laughs> Ricky Weeks with a drive deep to left center field Saunders going back near the wall and he's there to make the catch one out for the Brewers here in the bottom of the fourth inning let's pause for station identification time here is center fielder Carlos Gomez one out for the Brewers Michael Pineda out there, the windup and the pitch, swinging a miss at a slider. The count 0 1, visiting with uh, Bob Euchre. Bob, anyway, my old man didn't have the window on the car rolled up far enough, and the tray fell off. And <laughs> it was embarrassing for me, and, you know, the Braves right next to us. Oh, man. But you got signed. Yeah, that's I all did. that mattered. Yeah, you bet. Um, I, I spent my first uh, season in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And. Um, from there, of course, it's a Cinderella story. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about uh, here's the windup. And the 1-1 pitch is a strike, and it's 1-2 and two on Gomez. Your school for pass balls. Yeah, you know, I did that. Uh, I had it back. Uh, that was in the uh, middle 70s. And uh, Dick Enberg and uh, our pal, um, Don Drysdale, and uh, our good friend, they were all there. He was working there. Dave was working with the mm-hmm. Angels at that time. Yeah. And um, I do a pregame show with Enberg, and I had this deal going where I was promoting a pass ball school that I had to show kids how to miss a ball on purpose without anybody knowing you're doing it on purpose, <laughs> and uh, you know to get you home early from little league games, That's and right? Stuff like that. Parents got to go to work. So the I'm next doing day. this thing with Enberg, uh-huh. and they play it on their pregame show, and. Uh, I had offered Enberg a chance for a franchise if he had some <laughs> land out in California, and I said, 
you know, if you're owner, I know Gene Autry is interested in baseball and promoting Little League Baseball. We'd like to have him on board if he'd like to join the pass ball school and, and become a franchise holder. And Enberg, <laughs> Enberg, after they played the pregame show, he called me over to their booth. He said, the Cowboy's on the phone. <laughs> and the Cowboy was on. Gene Autry. Yeah, Gene Autry. He called him a Cowboy. Bobby Yicker talking about the pass ball to school. Maybe we can get champion in there, too. <laughs> He was probably stuffed at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a great story. I know it. Wasn't that a great story? Oh, Dave used to tell that all oh, the time about geez. his horse. Unbelievable. Oh, after champion, yeah, champion went to the great ranch up of the sky. Yeah. He wanted to know from the taxidermist you know, how exactly. much it would cost to stuff him, and he told him. Oh, he Trigger, what was Trigger? Yeah, yeah. He stuffed Trigger for like 1200 Yeah. And he asked, that's what he asked him. How well, much he, did it cost uh, Roy? <laughs> and he said, well, Twelve hundred dollars. Well, stick champion in the ground. <laughs> Bury this son of a gun. <laughs> Swinging a ground ball back up the middle by Katze for a base hit. By the way, Gomez struck out. So no, there's we don't two care outs. about that. Come on. What <laughs> <laughs> on two outs for the Brewers here at the bottom of the fourth the visit series? Come on, Rick. I got to catch you up changed. a little bit. <laughs> you guys never used to care, man. What a difference. <laughs> I'm going to catch up a little bit here. No score. And what do you got first the, oh, with Prince Wow, Fielder. you're in the first inning already. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Visiting with uh, Bob Euchre. We are. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you guys going to do this year, Bobby? I think we're going to be okay. Um, we got a couple of changes that I think are really going to help. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to be okay, Rick. I think we got a shot to, to win the Central and, and – uh, I don't think anybody in the Central has done, you know, anything really right. major right. outside of what we've done. I mean, you guys really some, improved with Grinke. Yeah, we did Markham with Grinke and, and Markham. Yeah. I don't know that much about Markham, but he's pitched good this spring. Pineda Reddy, he's been outstanding this afternoon. And the 2-0 pitch is low and inside ball three. Now, do you go down to the field once in a while and give these guys some tips? Yes. Because you played in the big leagues. Oh, of course. Are you kidding? What kind of uh, tips do you give these kids? Well, it's stuff not to do. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Uh... <laughs> Don't hold a bat. Don't take a bat with you when you go to the plate. <laughs> That's kind of rough. Well, it is. Yeah. It's kind of hard to I've, I've gone up there many times without a bat. And, you know, Gene Mock did that first, told me to try for a walk. <laughs> and the next pitch, the fielder is inside for ball four. So he walks. Katze down at second, two on and two outs. Who was it that told uh, Harvey Keene don't go up there in a game against uh, Sandy Kopex? <laughs> you, you don't want to go up there. No, don't, don't go. I used to hate it when the catcher just holler out to the pitcher what to throw. I hated that when I was hitting. Meanwhile, throw him a curveball. Throw him a fastball. I'm saying, oh, really? You, but didn't you own Sandy Yeah, Kopex? meanwhile, you I owned did. Sandy Kopex. I always, you know what? I, 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 to this day, I apologize to him every time I see him. Because <laughs> I was afraid that would keep him out of the Hall of Fame. He and Ferguson Jenkins. <laughs> Gaylord Perry, too, huh? yeah. Wow. I hit one off of Gaylord Perry one day, Rick. And to this day, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't care where he is. If I walk in a room, he says, here comes the worst day of my whole life. <laughs> Not his baseball life, his whole, whole life. life. Yeah. You hit a home run off the Yeah. Game, I guess he didn't look. It was inside the picture. Parker. Inside the Got Parker? under the fence, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here is Udiesky Betancourt. He takes a strike going one, two on, two outs. No score, bottom of the fourth. Gaylord, yeah. But uh, no, I've had a good time. I'm I, I 
I don't know what else I would do, Rick. You know, I I, uh, I love doing baseball. I love being around the guys. Um, it, it's something that I've done for so long. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what I would do. I feel good now. I'm okay. Um, well, you're a joy to be around, especially for us, because uh, you make this game what it is and should be, and that's fun. Well, you know, you know, I had a kind of a tough summer last year. That was, you know, stuff happens. We missed you too. Well, you know, I should have. I should have went to a real doctor. That manual, <laughs> that manual stuff doesn't work. You know, here instruction number one: heat up scalpel. You know, that, I'm telling you. Yeah, that, that's as well. Don't that's, do that. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. The one-one to yeah. court fastball for a strike, one and two. Yeah. That. Uh, then uh, it it the heart surgery went okay. I had I had a. A pancreatic surgery too in January. A lot of people didn't know about that because you know, I didn't have to tell anybody, you know, because it was during the off season. But uh, the heart okay, surgery right. in April, and then I got a little bit of a staph infection. I was back to work. Did you get a package deal on all these surgeries? Uh, I'm still waiting for Tops to try and pick up the uh, <laughs> tab on this thing. Here's a swing and a drive down the left field line. Foul ball off the bat of Bencourt. Just foul. Two were ready to score, but they have to head on back. Katze to second, fielder back to first. After the first two surgeries, they let me in the hospital. Uh, doing that campsite stuff, that ain't, that ain't <laughs> no good, man. You know. <laughs> Choke the fire up. We need some more heat on these instruments. You know, you you are such a a gem in this game. Did you ever meet anybody just like you in the game of baseball that had your type of sense of humor? <laughs> My gosh. No, I, I, I've met guys that, you know, what is he doing here? I, you know, to have yourself injected with hepatitis so they could bring up another guy. Oh, that wasn't real good. World Series. That's what Bing Devine told me. There's an area where you can really help us. Yeah, what do you want, Bing? We want to inject you with hepatitis. Swing and a line drive, base hit right field. Here comes Katze running third, heading home. The throw to the plate by Langerhands, and out at home is Katze. Langerhands to the catcher, Jimenez, in time, and that will retire the side. What a throw by Langerhands, and a nice play on the other end by Jimenez, and that's it for the Brewers. In the bottom of the fourth, Bob Euchre, thank you so much <laughs> Ricky, for coming by. Ricky, good to see you guys. Kenny, all you guys, great to see you, Dave, everybody. Glad great. to be aboard. Great I to miss see you, you too, guys. Buddy. Love you, Dave. I really do. See you later. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.